In Japan, an aging population, declining birth rate, and a concentrating of jobs in the major cities has left rural areas across the Japanese countryside littered with abandoned houses, known as akia, or empty homes. Now, a movement is on the rise to repurpose and enliven them with artistry and craft. This is the Craftsmanship Quarterly Podcast, a show about artisans, makers, and innovators who are creating a world built to last. I'm producer Chris Igusa. Today, we'll hear a piece titled, Can Japan's Akia Movement Rebuild Rural Communities? Originally published in 2020. Written by Kimberly Hughes. While rural Japan may not be the first place one envisions as a production site for medieval and Renaissance-era instruments from Europe and Central Asia, this was precisely the craft of master instrument builder Kohaku Matsumoto, founder of the Katharina Early Musical Instruments Workshop. Matsumoto originally established his studio in Tokyo in 1972, then relocated in 1991 to Oita Prefecture, and a 150-year-old house that had stood empty for a decade, tucked deep in the forests of the lush Kunisaki Peninsula. Despite his dedication to an ancient craft, some might say Matsumoto was ahead of his time. Japan's aging population and declining birth rate, along with the concentration of jobs in the major cities, has depopulated rural areas across the country. And today, the Japanese countryside is littered with abandoned houses, more than 8 million of them known as akia, or empty homes. Among other efforts to entice residents to their fast-dwindling communities, many local governments have joined a nationwide program to establish akia banks that match these empty structures with potential buyers, often throwing in financial assistance packages for renovation. For artisans and craftspeople in the crowded and wildly expensive urban centers, this can sound like a dream come true. And for some, it has been. Though well-intentioned, it's not yet clear whether the Akia Bank program can be called a success story, with critics pointing out that repopulating rural communities is more complex than just providing access to affordable housing in a bucolic setting. Nonetheless, since the program was launched in 2014, some rural areas are clearly welcoming former residents back from the big cities, the so-called U-turn, and drawing an influx of newcomers. Many of these new IKEA owners renovate the living spaces and or repurpose them into small businesses, often with a creative bent. The renovations often incorporate traditional building and design techniques, helping to preserve classic elements of Japanese architecture. Numerous creative collaborations have also emerged around IKEA, with designers, artisans, architects, woodworkers, and other creatives infusing renovated buildings and the surrounding communities with new life. In addition to continuing his father's workshop and craft legacy, Mirai Matsumoto, who took over the instrument business following Kohaku's death in 2018, and his wife, Hiromi Matsumoto, renovated an adjacent 80-year-old akia, turning it into a stylish inn called Kate no Ie. The name translates roughly as House of Nourishment, reflecting a sort of spiritual connotation that Mirai calls the energy of the kitchen. The couple grow their own rice, soybeans, and vegetables for the inn, and guests are served meals fresh from the fields at long wooden tables that exude ambient warmth. Although this IKEA renovation predated local financial assistance schemes, 
Mirai was able to complete the work with the help of friends, and a community spirit pervades the atmosphere of the entire enterprise. Yearly festivals held on the grounds, which the Matsumotos lovingly refer to as the Katharina Forest, draw up to 1,000 participants to enjoy live music, food, crafts, and dancing. One neighbor remarked that last year's festival was hard because it was the first time that Kohaku was not there, but we most definitely felt his spirit with us. On the peninsula's northwestern coast, Chef Tomonari Matsuzaki operates his restaurant, Soba Rikugo, inside a renovated akia in his hometown of Bungo Takada, population 23,000. Along with many other former urbanites, Matsuzaki made the U-turn from Tokyo following 2011's triple disaster, earthquake, tsunami, and nuclear plant meltdown. After studying with local master chefs upon his return, he found the 150-year-old building through the local Akia Bank and started his own restaurant. The government gave him 1.2 million yen, about 10,000 US dollars, for renovation and new insulation. After a long stint in Tokyo, Matsuzaki said that he and his wife appreciate the simpler lifestyle and natural environment of Bungo Takada, particularly with their second child on the way. It feels really meaningful to walk around the temples and shrines in the nearby mountains and experience the spiritual energy here, Matsuzaki said. The surrounding rice fields date back roughly 1,000 years and were recently designated as a culturally important landscape. There are numerous indigenous plants here and more than 40 types of fireflies, which is a real marker of environmental health, Matsuzaki said. When their lights reflect on the rice paddies in early June, it's magical. Through its Akia Bank and other resources, Matsuzaki says the small city also offers some of the most generous financial support in the country, and more than 300 people are now settling there each year. There is another active Akia program in the nearby city of Beppu, nearly five times the size of Bungo Takada, and one of Japan's premier destinations for onsen, or hot spring bathing. When Shizuka Kano, who relocated from Osaka in 2019, registered with Beppu's Akia Bank, she had her heart set on a specific neighborhood, Kanawa, where you can cook your own food in the steam that billows into the streets from the hot springs gushing below, and where numerous Akia have been creatively repurposed. A popular national pastime for relaxation, onsen has roots in medicinal healing, otherwise known as toji, or hot water cure. To help educate Beppu's English-speaking visitors on the history of this tradition, Kano created an English informational portal, cleverly titled Wakipedia. Waku refers to bubbling hot water. Kanawa Onsen is the only place throughout Japan that continues to use medicinal, herb-style steam baths, a practice that dates to the 13th century, Kamakura era, she said. By bringing back this culture, I'm hopeful this can start a whole new movement for healing. Kano was lucky enough to procure the only Akia available in Kanawa at the time, receiving both municipal and prefectural funding for its renovation. She then set about fulfilling her long-held vision, converting the spacious home into a share house, or communal home. She hoped the facility could also become a social hub for the neighborhood's diverse residents, long-term Beppoites, local university students, and other newcomers like herself. 
One of Kano's IKEA design projects involved distributing a small piece of cloth to each neighbor and asking them to take it along whenever they visited the communal baths. After a couple of weeks, she collected the cloths again, their colors now blurred and muted by the spring's hot temperatures. She then handed them over to tailor and textile dyeing artist Tomohiko Yukihashi, who fashioned the pieces into a single noren, or curtain often placed at shop entrances or in homes, that would hang in the share house, reflecting each individual who contributed to the whole. It's still not clear whether Japan's IKEA banks and other programs can succeed at repopulating its rural areas over the long term, as the ongoing coronavirus pandemic has made working remotely the norm across the globe and more acceptable than ever within Japan's notoriously rigid corporate culture. More young people may be able to take advantage of the opportunity to live and work in less populated and less expensive parts of the country. The Asahi Shimbun reports that one in four urban teleworkers are now considering relocation, and IKEA banks could provide many of them with a path to more affordable and more spacious housing. Of course, there are other factors to consider, and the IKEA program alone can't solve rural depopulation. But in the meantime, craftspeople and artists seem to be thriving in their refashioned IKEA, enlivening and strengthening the communities around them. Can Japan's IKEA Movement Rebuild Rural Communities was written by Kimberly Hughes. It was read and produced by me, Chris Igusa. Our managing editor is Lori Weed. Todd Oppenheimer is the founding editor and executive director. This story was originally published as part of our Field Notes series in the summer 2020 issue of the online magazine Craftsmanship Quarterly. If you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing to the podcast so you don't miss any upcoming releases, including stories, interviews, and audio projects featuring some of the world's most skilled artisans and innovators. The best way to support what we're doing is to share our work with others and rate our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whichever platform you use. More stories, videos, audio recordings, and resources on craftsmanship can be found at craftsmanship.net. Thanks for listening.